Good morning and welcome to today's coffee talk from Planet Fair. As we do every Friday, we're going to be talking for exactly eight minutes over this cup of coffee about the fastest ways to get to Planet Fair. I'm Henrike von Platten and I'm talking with my friend. Marfa Pierdotas. It's so great to see you again. Likewise. I've had a really crazy week and um, I suppose you had one too and I have a white paper I want to ask you something about. I know that I need to read it in detail but I've sort of just overflown it and it's the one named there are no colorless models in a colorless in a colorful world and um, I know everybody should just read it but could you give me your best insights on it? <laughs> Sure. No, absolutely. It's actually one of my favorite papers. Um, and it's a white paper, so it's, it's easy to read. But what that title, so there are no colorless models in a colorful world, is really pointing to is that when we build AI models in HR, it's not simply about removing demographic factors from our data. So, you know, removing gender, removing race. And all of a sudden, you will have these balanced, well-functioning AI models that can help you automate all your processes. So that's where, you know, that title was getting at. Um, so the paper is really about how to apply AI successfully in HR. So when we think about organizations and how kind of AI and data analytics have been really revolutionizing every aspect of the Uh, organization, HR was a little bit set to the side, <laughs> like in a corner with, you know, standard reports and maybe Excel models. And that's how business was done. Um, but that has been changing really fast in the couple of few years. And there's a lot of innovation happening in HR tech, you know, automating screening of candidates, etc. So really what this paper is about is a little bit of a warning about we can't just take the modeling processes that we did when we were determining, you know, which ketchup to put on sale, you know, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> also, also mm -hmm. mathematical models, but less critical because the decisions that these models are supporting within the HR department, they can change people's lives, right? So who gets hired or who gets a promotion or who is, you know, identified as a, you know, future manager, these are life-changing decisions. So the way that we make them and the way we use data has to be done in a more mindful way <laughs> than when determining which ketchup to put on sale. Yeah, there's so much discussion about this AI also being like built by men, but for women and men, but it's in the end built only for men or like, like I remember also a, um, I once visited a factory where they build um, new like new pieces, new bones and stuff for people that have issues. And they told a story about what they did and it didn't work, some kind of bones stuff didn't work on women. They always had issues until they figured out, oh, <clears throat> we should have thought about that women and men are maybe not the same. So uh, this is an argument I hear often concerning AI as well. Is that sort of insight what you were just describing as well? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, being from a data background, right, <laughs> um, we have kind of always thought, oh, you know, I have a problem, so I will take my data and then I'll do some modeling and I have then a predicted outcome and I will apply that to support our decision making and it's, 
like this process on the surface is really objective. You know, we just take the data and we do mathematical things and then we get an outcome. What we have since learned and the field has since learned is that it's not that simple. So just to give you one example, <laughs> there's now a lot of these infamous stories uh, in yeah. the HR tech field. I think the most famous one is when Amazon built their CV screening tool. Um, so they were screening for, you know, candidates to hire. And that tool, you know, it was built in an objective manner, but it screened out women. And the reason is why did it behave that? Like to the, to the degree that the algorithm was screen, screening out like phrases, if your CV contained a phrase like women's cheer of the chess club or something like crazy right yeah. but why did it happen it happened because this tool was built on past information about successful engineers at amazon well who are the past successful employees at in amazon in their engineering department well it's dominated by male so if you just then build your model on this data then even if we try to build the model as well as we can the outcome yeah. will be biased yeah 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 how to build actually the question would be how to build models for the future without bias using old data yeah and that's what my paper is about <laughs> no, yeah and i think one of the like you know you always have your favorite phrases in these papers and one of them my favorite phrases from this or sentences from this paper is that we have to realize that our data our HR data reflects the past and it's not the future we are trying to build so when we think about the data analytics process or the ai process we need to expand upon it. We need to understand, okay, what is it that my data does not capture? And a priori determine, okay, how is that then going to, you know, influence this whole process, right? If I know my data is, you know, lacking women, how am I going to account for it? And we have seen um, in the last eight years or so, we have seen an explosion in tools that you can use to monitor your tools. So, you know, there's a thing called bias dashboards where you can look at, okay, you know, let's say we're building a model to identify, you know, candidates for management programs or something. We can, you know, build in a, into that decision-making process, a bias dashboard that just yeah. tells us, okay, what fraction of men are you identifying? What fraction of women? You know, what yeah. type of errors are we making? So that moving it forward- out like, yeah, yeah, pointing out, yeah. Yeah, I like that. We yeah. need to put this uh, this on the bottom of the the talk. There are no colorless models in a colorful world. I love yep. the title. <laughs> and the content seems to be especially great as well. So I'm gonna now read it not only from corner to corner, but word by word. <laughs> and I can maybe tell you next week or the week after, depending um, if I have the same favorite sentence. <laughs> that sounds good. Yeah. And I think what we also will have in, not, I'm not sure if it's going to be next week or the week after, but just like as a little um, show what's going to be coming, we're going to have our next guest speaker very soon. So I do look forward to that one, leaving it open as a surprise. Yeah. Who it's going to be. I, I am very, I'm very excited about this guest. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, then 
And I would say my coffee is nearly empty. Eight minutes are over, I believe. Yep. I will see you next week. Yeah. Have a <laughs> good Friday. So <laughs> you too. Bye.